Hello, WeanCast listeners. We're going to take you to the episode in just a second. But first, we wanted to take a minute to tell you about our awesome Patreon page. If you dig our podcast, then you should check us out at patreon.com. There, you'll find tons of exclusive material not found on our regular podcast. Yes, exclusive episodes, bonus tracks, and other especially brown shit. We've got rare tracks straight from legendary taper Fred Moore's own private vault, including a truly bodacious Sorry Charlie, as well as part two of our epic interview with Claude Coleman, drummer of Ween, of course, where he shares such shit as how he came to join the band. Hint, couch surfing at the pod was involved. And a conversation about, and among other things, the pandemic with Tomato 11, band leader of Sound of Urchin and Ween Friend. We're just scratching the surface here. We've also got a vinyl series where we discuss highlights of Shane's swank vinyl ween collection, exclusive episodes covering ween side gigs like the gigantically brown Jimmy Wilson group, as well as articles and pics from our heart to yours. All told, we've got 10 plus hours and growing of materials just for our patrons. We dig doing this podcast, and we're glad you're listening, but it just isn't big enough for all the crap we're dishing out, so we needed somewhere else to put all this extra stuff we've got. So check us out at patreon.com slash podcast. See ya! And now, back to the episode. Weencast. A ween podcast with Shane and Rory. What's up, everybody? This is Shane. And this is Rory. And this is Weencast. Welcome. Welcome, everybody, to another Weencast. Yeah. So this is the first episode. This will be episode six, by the way. And this is the first episode that, uh, the first new episode that will be available on iTunes. Booyah! We are so excited to finally have this thing up on iTunes. Previously, it was just available on YouTube. And we'll still make a YouTube video, but this is the first new episode that'll be available on iTunes, and we are super psyched. I'm I'm sharing it with everybody that I see doing like hashtag Ween on Twitter, and I'm I'm sharing it with everybody who might possibly want to listen to it. So I just love it. So welcome. Yeah, it's great, man. You, the uh, we're in 21st century, and we're getting this together, and. <laughs> You know, we're finally on iTunes and this is, you know, it's great. And we've been tinkering with the recording and, and they're just always trying to get better. Always trying to get better. Yeah. So if this is the first episode that you're listening to, we invite you to go back and listen to um, some of the older ones. We want to mention um, real quick, real quick. Um, we had given shout outs to Bugnish Monster, who is an awesome YouTuber and a good member of the, of the Ween um, family and community. His name was Grant, and sadly, he, uh, he passed away recently, and uh, we just want to say thank you to him for everything that he did, and uh, he'll be sorely missed. It's just sad when, you know, you, you miss a member of the Ween family, or you, you lose a member of the Ween family, especially someone like him who, who did so much for all of us, so we just want to say that we'll miss him, and we thank him. Yeah, and our, uh, our thoughts go out to his family, and, and um, you know, it's, it's sad. Okay, so we are going to go back in time tonight. Back in time. We're going to head north for this episode. This is Sunday night, 
72599, July 25th, 99. The Paintin' the Town Brown tour has kicked off and is underway. And we were there. <laughs> so, Toronto, the warehouse in Toronto, Ontario. The warehouse was the was the venue for this uh, for this show. We're going to go back and just talk about like how we got there and how we decided to get there. Rory and I were talking a little bit last night in preparation for this episode, and it's it's funny and a little bit crazy to me because when I think back on this. I, it doesn't. It didn't really dawn on me that I had seen three shows at the same venue in Philadelphia, and then the next show after that would be in Canada. <laughs> when you put it like that, it's surprising. Yeah, yeah. It's like I had to go back and look at my at my notes and the you know the shows that I attended and everything to sort of like put that together. We had taken a trip to Canada. After the last show that we attended, which was one one ninety nine, yes, we alluded to that. Uh, we alluded to the trip to Canada during the last podcast. Yes, but we the the first trip to Canada was the morning five a.m. the morning after the uh, January first show. Right. So we had taken a trip to Canada right after that show, just for fun, just strictly for the fact of none of us were twenty one yet, and. The legal drinking age, at least at the time, I'm assuming it still is, but at least at that time was 19. Oh yeah, it was all about. I was all about drinking underage uh, for American yeah. standards. So I, I think that might have been, you know, your doing, Rory, of like, oh, we should go to Canada for like a long weekend and, you know, drink legally. Yeah, so I, I had this dream of, you know, oh, you know, their drinking age is 19, and when I discovered that. I just had this dream that we got to get up there. Why not? You know, I don't even remember how I heard it was 19 because the internet was formative back then. And so I don't think I was surfing on the web and I came across it. I think it's something I heard through the grapevine, like at college, you know, like, oh, in Canada, it's 19, you know? And so it was like, oh man, we should go. And, and I actually had this, um, I forget what it was called, but it was some kind of discount card where I paid like a, a yearly uh, fee and I got all these like, cool discounts on travel and the first year was actually <laughs> it was a scam basically but the first year it was free and so I was like oh you know it's free so I get these discounts on the rental car and the hotel so let's go to Canada but uh but that was the first trip and so this is July the second trip up for the ween show is July which is you know uh six and a half you know odd months months later which, which, as you mentioned, you know, it, it's just surprising. Like the third Ween show for me and the fourth one for you is suddenly in Canada when all the other ones were in Philadelphia. And right. not only that, but we had just been to Canada. We were just 19 years old and it was like, oh, we just were in Canada. Let's go back to Canada. Like I just as a 19 year old. I guess it's kind of crazy to think, wow, we threw together two trips all the way up to Canada within like six months of each other. Well, I think what must have happened is when, when we had seen like the tour dates for the, the Paint in the Town Brown tour, however we got them, I don't know. But like when we were when we were trying to figure out like, okay, can we make it to any of those shows, we saw that early on Toronto was was in there. I think it's like the, the, the fourth or fifth show on that tour, and we were probably just like, Well, we just were in 
Toronto or right outside of Toronto, we can do it again. Let's go. Oh, it was it was an outrageous trip too. I mean, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, well, the first trip, the first trip we kind of got a little snowed in. There was a bad storm um that uh, like just before we had got up there. So yes. we were driving around like in the snow like the whole time and that was a pretty that was a pretty scary trip. We had rented a car, which we didn't realize until after the fact that you're not supposed to take a rental car across like the Canadian border, but we did. We didn't know that, and we did it, and we no one like you know called no one on stopped to us or us. anything. Yeah, nobody stopped us. I mean, they probably didn't even know like, oh, this is a, like how would they have known that? Like, oh, this is a rental car, but it was just a regular like four door sedan, and you know somehow we got there and back without getting you know really stuck in the snow. I mean, I'm talking about there was like a foot of snow on the ground. Yeah, it was a big you know, storm for uh, Toronto, as I recall. But yeah, yeah, but that yeah. was the first trip up. And then for the second trip, we had gotten our friend um, K-Dog, who came with us to the, the New Year's 99 show. We had gotten him to drive in his mom's minivan. <laughs> so. Yeah, and so it was, um, it was K-Dog, Mark, and the two of us. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was the two of us, K-Dog, and our friend Mark. So we were the ones that were like, okay, we're going. It wasn't a minivan, dude. It, w- it was a... Um... It was almost like a contractor van, you know, that you would, you know, almost not a full size van, I don't think, but it wasn't a minivan, I don't think. It was like a contractor van, like you would use on like a job site for hauling around your paint gear or something. But it was, um, I think that wasn't the van blue, but the door panel, the sliding door panel was red or something. Like it was totally mismatched. Yeah, I think you're. I think you're probably just thinking that because it it was like a mismatched colored van. <laughs> Well, that's I'm possible. pretty sure it was still I'm pretty sure it was still just a regular minivan, but yeah, it had like a red door because it was just like some they were in some kind of accident or something with it and they had to have the door replaced. So the whole rest of the van was one color and then the door I think was like a maroon like red. It was like a blue van with a red uh sliding door. You know, the reason why, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, the reason why I was thinking like a regular van because it's not like a Chrysler minivan. It was a boxy, some kind of boxy minivan. Like I don't know what 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 a uh, company, but like a boxier version, so a little van esque, as it were. Right. Well, and and back in and back in those days, I mean, they weren't very, you know, they weren't very much to look at. You know, like now that I have, now that we have 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 two kids, like we have a minivan, and like it's actually not that bad looking. You know what I mean? But like back in those days, it was like it's just a minivan. Like you know, get over it. You know, it's. It's not, it's, it's not any sort of like contoured shape or anything, but anyway, so he was nice enough to sort of like volunteer to drive us. So we didn't have a rental car for, uh, for that trip, but maybe you had gotten us a hotel room then for, oh yeah. And so I got a hotel room in uh, Mississauga, Canada, which is like one city over from Toronto. And that's where we had stayed the first time we went up. And so of course, even though the show is in Toronto, we totally were staying in Mississauga again. And it was like the neighborhood that we knew because the first trip up was a snowstorm. We only went to a couple places that were like right next to the hotel because there's a foot of snow everywhere. So that was where we knew. So I was like, oh, I'll just get a hotel up by the, by the, uh, in Mississauga again, you know? And then with the plan that we could, t- right. we could take the bus and the subway from Mississauga down into Toronto, which is what we did. Right. And, uh, you know, being as it's a, um, you know, this was our first like big trip for a ween show because previously they were all in Philadelphia. 
of course, the getting there was uh, was half the battle, right? And so, you know, here we are in a mixed matched color minivan, like driving up through Central PA and up through Boondocks, New York, and uh, and we're cruising, we're having a good time, and of course, we get to the border, and you know, Shane, I know you'll have some to add to this as well, but uh, we get to the border, and basically, for some unknown reason, you know, like the border crossing, they ask you their questions, you know, they have a list of questions. And, uh, and they kind of go through them for some reason, K-Dog like lied about like everything. Like, I'm not sure why. Cause we, there was like no reason to lie. There was like no reason not to just say the truth. So, so, um, you know, like the first question out of their mouth is, you know, do you have any tobacco or alcohol? And of course we had all just bought like tons of cartons of cigarettes at the duty free shop. And we may have bought in beer, but I'm not sure. I don't remember that, but, um, but anyway, so of course K dog's like, no, we don't have any tobacco or alcohol on us. And they're asking us like, where are you staying? And he's like, oh, we're staying in Toronto, not Mississauga. You know, how long are you staying? And he said three days. We were only staying two days. And so it was just like, you know, I don't know why he just was telling them all the wrong information. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I, I definitely, I definitely remember the first question was, was, do you have any alcohol or tobacco? And he said, no. And from there on, it was just like, it was all downhill. Yeah, it was downhill, you know, because then they eventually asked that again. And then he answered yes. Well, no, I think there, there was a couple of other questions. I don't remember exactly what they were, you know, after that first question. And then it was a woman. I don't know if you remember that was a lady who was asking us the questions. And then she said, did you stop at the duty free shop today? Oh, yeah. Because the duty free shop is like, it's like 10, 15 minutes or so before you get to like the the actual border. Like, you you know, there's the duty-free shop and you stop at, and then you drive a little piece and then you get to, like, where you have to stop and, like, answer the questions. So he said, yes, that we did stop at the duty-free shop. And then she said, what did you purchase? And then he said, just a few cartons of cigarettes. And that's when, you know, it was like, okay, you know, she, and she just kind of, like, lost her patience with us and was just like, Alcohol or tobacco? That was the first question I asked you. You're going to have to pull over. You know, it was like, so if they don't just let you go, you have to pull over to the side and there's a little building that you have to go in and you have to answer some more questions then. Yeah, they make you pull out all your, you know, sort of information. They, you know, kind of take you through the through the ringer. You know, it wasn't like super bad or anything. It wasn't like, you know, the Seinfeld scene with Newman with the lights. But, um... But yeah, and you know, then they search the vehicle, and of course, we're just like, damn, they're searching the vehicle. You know, you had to, they, they, you know, they asked for the concert tickets because they asked why we were, what we were doing in Canada. Yeah. So that, that part I remember pretty clearly is we were like inside the, the building, and I mean, we were just all, I mean, at least I know I was like shitting my pants just because it's like, oh my God, like, and not that we really had anything to hide, you know, per se. But it was just like, what are they going to do to us? Are they going to not let us cross? You know, are we going to be held up for, you know, that night and not be able to check into our hotel room? You know, you never know. And I remember them saying, okay, you're here to see a concert. So where are your tickets for this concert? And I remember I had the tickets like in my backpack. So I had to go back out of the building, go into like my bag in the van, get the tickets and bring them in and show them to like the man who you know, was like questioning us. Yeah. And, and I know, you know, they searched the car and then, you know, you had to get the tickets and, and then on the way back to the the van, they, I remember, you know, thinking, Oh, we're almost, we're out of here, you know, and then they searched the vehicle again. 
But um, but let's just say, you know, they didn't find anything in the car. You know, everything's cool. Yeah. Everything's cool. We got back in the car. We proceeded on to uh, Toronto, to Mississauga. Yes. Yes. So they they had no reason to, to hold us any more that they could find anyway. Yeah. So they let us go. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and there we were, you know, we were off to, to Canada once again. So other important details in the lead up to the show is, uh, the first night we were in Canada, we were just hanging out at the loco or like at, oh, local bars and stuff. And apparently K dog lost his wallet or had it stolen by a, uh, a female performer. And so when we got to the venue, the warehouse, K-Dog couldn't get in because he didn't have an identification. And I think it was even like uh, 18 or older and he was 20 years old, like, you know, but he didn't have his ID, so they weren't going to let him in. And so Mark, uh, or Mark, excuse me, you know, he took the bullet, I guess, and he's like, well, I'll hang out with K-Dog, so we're not going to go in. Now, you and I, of course, you know, I would lie if I said there was even a split second where I was like, oh, I'll stay with you guys. I was like, no, I'm going in the show. <laughs> well, I mean, I definitely felt bad for them, for 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 uh, K Dog, because uh, yeah, I don't know what happened either, but uh, apparently he had either lost or gotten his wallet stolen the night before. But it was just kind of like it was like, well, like maybe we can get in and maybe we can't, or maybe you can get in and maybe you can't. So that was sort of like the compromise that we had. I I just remember you and I going in and and like waiting to see if they could get in and them being sort of like pushed over to the side, like, no, and there's a line of people behind you and we, we are not going to hold up the line. Like you got to get out. of Yeah. Line. And you know, Ritter, I felt bad for them, but you know, Ritter was being a good friend, but I had a right. ticket. I had my ID. I was going into the show. Uh, there wasn't any question. We just drove like it's, I think at least eight hours for you from Reading. And I came from state college all the way to Toronto for a show. Like I was going into the show. Right, right, right. And, like, we talked about it after the fact. I mean, we didn't know that they wouldn't be allowed in, like, at all. But we talked about it after the fact. We met up with them, like, after the show. And they were like, it, we've, we've came too far for all four of us to not go into that show. You know what I mean? And it was, like, true that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yes. Uh, yeah, I'm glad that it, was, that it was you and I that got to go <laughs> into the show. But, um, but yeah, it was like, we, we're not going to come all this way and then have all of us you know, not go in. I do remember talking to one of the bouncers after you and I were let in and we were pretty far up in line too. So we got, we were in there like, like pretty early and we were able to get like good spots and stuff. But I thought, okay, well let me at least ask somebody. And I remember going up to this one bouncer and just thinking like, this guy is just going to have absolutely no interest in helping us or, you know, uh, he's just, he's not going to do anything for us, but he was actually really nice. And I remember him saying what they might do is just basically have them wait to, to, to the side for, you know, like an hour or so, and then just let him in anyway. You know, like sometimes they just will wait until everyone is in, you know, everyone that has their ID and has their tickets ready and whatnot. And then they'll let, you know, like the stragglers in basically. You know, that that kind of thing. So it gave us a little bit of hope that they might still be able to get let in. But I think they probably just walked away. And they were probably like, let's just go find a bar or something. Somewhere that will let us in that we can, 
you know, still have a good time tonight. Yeah, dude. I don't know. I, I just remember going in and being like, all right, I'm going to the show. Like, I don't think I thought, of, I don't think I spent another second thinking about whether or not they were coming in. <laughs> like, <laughs> like once, once we, we got inside the gate and we were standing there waiting for him. And then, you know, once the minute went by that it was like, Hey, he can't get in. And Ritter said, I'll stay with K dog. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and I just turned right. and I just booked it in, you know, but we got in there early. So we got, uh, right up front. And so that was good. So the, uh, the venue, the warehouse is, um, yeah, is like a rectangle. And my memory is that you come into the front and it's like the bottom right of the rectangle and the rectangle goes to your left, like long. And the, the, the stage is actually on one of the long sides. So the, the venue when you're looking at the stage is like wider than it is deeper is what I remember. And I remember us being at first, we were way up front, basically like right around the mosh pit area because there were definitely some mosh pity moments during some of the, uh, the more punk rock songs, but the, uh, the venue itself, I wasn't that enamored of. Um, as I recall, it was really, it was crowded. I remember being very crowded and cramped. And maybe that's also because we were way up front in a rowdy crowd. Right, right, right. Yeah, definitely a wide place and not very, like, deep. One thing I do remember, like, before the show started is there were some younger kids that were, like, teenagers, a little bit younger than us, uh, anyway, who were, uh, who were up front with us waiting for the show to start, and we were talking to them a little bit, and uh, we were... Uh, for whatever reason, I remember asking them, like, so you guys down with the old shit? Like, uh, you know, well, I am. So if, if you're not, then, you know, whatever. And uh, just, like, being, like, a smartass, you know, like. Kind that of a, kind of that's thing. kind of a pretty pretentious thing to say. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and the one dude being like, oh, yeah, like, I, I, I brought along my proof. And he brought along his his CD of Godween Satan. And, like, had it, like, with him, like, in the show and, like, held it up for me. And I was like, yeah, okay. Well, I bet he I bet he had it so he could hope to get it signed, you know? That's what I'm thinking. Probably. Probably, yeah. You know? <laughs> but it was just one of those things that, like, stuck out in my, in my memory because it was like, this dude actually brought the, like, CD into the show with him. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was like... That, that to me was kind of odd, you know? <laughs> well, you know, the funny thing about the whole interaction to me also is, so first off, this is your fourth, my third show. So it's still early on in our fandom, you know, like, like we haven't become proven hardcore fans yet in that way. But what's funny though is because we just drove like eight hours, we were in there and you gotta know that like 99% of the people at that show were from Toronto or from Ontario, right? Like, like, yeah, right. There, Probably, there were yeah. not too many people that were like, we're in Pennsylvania. We're going to drive all the way up to Toronto to see Ween. So so it already in a pretentious way, like we you know that we were like in there being like, what's up, Toronto? We came all the way from Philly <laughs> or all the way from Pennsylvania. <laughs> like, like, we're awesome. Like, we're we're hardcore. Are you hardcore? Are you into the old stuff? Yeah. You know, <laughs> Like, and that's so, so I apologize for that sort of behavior because that's kind of, Oh, absolutely. That's kind of like, uh, yeah. you know, <laughs> a 
uncalled for. I remember talking to those dudes and like, you know, they were, they were cool. You know what I mean? And like, we're like having fun with them and, and, and whatnot. Yeah. All right. So then, yeah. So then the show started. Do you want to run down the set list unless you have something else to say before the show? This is a, uh, a pretty big set list. Buckingham Green. What Diener was talking about. Now I'm freaking out. The Golden Eel. Freedom of 76. Mr. Richard Smoker. Waving my dick in the wind. Fat Lenny. Mr. Would You Please Help My Pony. Dr. Rock. Pandy Fackler. Ocean Man. Ice Castles. Spinal Meningitis. Frank. Back to Basem. Roses Are Free. Mutilated Lips. She Fucks Me. Don't Get Too Close to My Fantasy. Take Me Away. Powder Blue. Marble Tulip Juicy Tree. I Can't Put My Finger on It. Voodoo Lady. The Stallion Part 3. Big Jilm. She Wanted to Leave. Hotford Teacher. You Fucked Up. And then the Encore is Piss Up a Rope. Booze Me Up and Get Me High. The HIV Song. And then... Um, what we'll call, based on what uh, Brown Bass says, and it's the improvisation, uh, then North Pappy Flappy uh, into LMLYP to end the show. Nice. I did not count up that list. It feels like it's longer than a normal show. The clock in time for the YouTube video is three hours and ten minutes, and that doesn't include some of the downtime. So it was a long show. It was definitely a long show. With definitely a lot of content. Yeah, I mean, this is this is in, like, the golden age of, like, the long, like, shows. Like, the two and a half to, like, three hour, you know, plus shows. One of the things I was going to mention um, before we started talking about the show is, unfortunately, this is one of those shows that's sort of, like, in between being, like, lost to the ages and uh, not because there is a recording of it but it's not very good, you know, and it's it's one of those ones where it's like, you know, I, I have a good time going back and listening to it because I was there and I want to go back and reminisce and, um, you know, and, and it's good f- for that. But it's like if someone was to just go back and listen to a full length ween show just because, you know, they you know, we're recommending it or something, you know, it's 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 tough because it was like, yeah, it was a great show. But the bootleg of it isn't very good. So it's it's tough to say, like, we recommend you go back and listen to this one. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, it was a badass show. Yeah, it's it's for the hardcore fans only. Yeah, okay, okay. Hardcore fans only. Because they, they did do some cool shit in it. But it's like, eh. You know, would you would you really have, like, some, some good enjoyment by going back and listening to this show and, like, the, the bad, like, quality of the bootleg? Eh. You know, maybe not. Maybe it's not, it's you know? it's a stretch. Um, I say I say hardcore fans only because there is a lot of great stuff in this show that we're going to talk about. Yeah. And looking back, it's like the show is definitely better than I sort of remember it. But the recording, there's definitely a lot of buzz. Um, it's kind of a low low volume, so you turn it up, and then there's got a buzz going on, so it's a little bit rough. The recording cuts in and out sometimes. Like sometimes it'll just like. Yeah. You feel like it just like cut off the end of a song or maybe it cut off like five seconds in the middle of a song. Um, so there's definitely right. some parts where it's kind of cut up and there's some parts where there's just like blank. 
there's no audio for like 10 seconds or something. And it's like, that's obviously some kind of like someone splicing together the audio and, and did something wrong. So, so it's a little, you know, so it's, it's not the best, um, but it's out there and there's definitely some really cool stuff and definitely some things that would be worth going into. Even if you didn't listen to the entire three hours and 10 minutes of the video, uh, I submit to you right, right, right. that, uh, when we get to it, uh, there are, you know, the last, uh, you know, 45 minutes or so is probably worth, worth every fan listening to. <laughs> yeah. There's definitely some cool shit that like, you know, you should, you should go back and listen to, if not the whole thing. Absolutely. So, so yeah. So let's, um, I guess just look, look at some, you know, just kind of go down some of the highlights of some of the songs and, uh, what was happening at the show. Um, I, I, of course, Buckingham green is, um, you know, will becomes and, and is in the process of becoming at this point, like one of their like big songs. Um, not always an opener though, but I would say that, um, ice castles, uh, I feel like there's still some things from, uh, the mollusk that are, uh, or I'm sorry, ice castles is, uh, is white pepper. And, um, there's, right. there's definitely like, White Pepper isn't out yet, right? It's still like almost a year away. And yeah. they're definitely still, they're starting to play many of the songs from White Pepper. Uh, these are still early times. So a lot of the White Pepper songs on here, it's like the seventh or eighth time, 10th time max that the song's been played. Uh, so these are all early renditions. And I love this Ice Castles because it, um, first off, it starts really like slow and awkward because <laughs> I don't think they're quite sure how they want to do it. And it's definitely a little bit different. Um, there's like this jazzy piano. It's more jazzy. Uh, whereas I think the Ice Castles becomes more somber. The guitar is like a little, like, I don't know how to describe it, except like it's like wobbly, like kind of going from note to note in a really interesting way. So like you said, you got, you got some white pepper stuff in there, which we haven't actually, you know, gotten white pepper yet so some of those are still you know pretty early we talked about that in the uh the, the new year's show so you got pandy fackler ice castles back to basem that might have been it for this show but one of the things that sort of sticks out in my mind when i'm looking over this set list and the fact that it was the paint the town brown tour you know you get a little bit more of those songs that aren't really from anything you know now I'm freaking out. Was thrown in there. It's just the third. It's the, the third song. Yeah. You know that was something that was you know that was not on anything. Um, the White Pepper songs like we talked about. Booze me know. up and get me high. And then this was the, yeah this was the first time that we would see uh, booze me up and get me high, which that was a, a a pretty big song at least back then. I don't know how much you know they really bust that out anymore, but in that like ninety nine two thousand era. You know, that sort of started getting played a little bit more, a little bit more. You look on Brown Bass, it was the, the tw it was only the 21st time that they played it, which is still pretty low. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, so... <laughs> well, ro Roses, are f Roses Are Free is actually, amazingly, this is the first time we're hearing it. And then also, it's only the seventh time it's ever played, which I thought was absolutely amazing that we listened to it the seventh time, because... Now you just think of that as a song that's played practically every show. Yeah, good call on that one. That that that's that's one that they didn't really they didn't really break out until like the fish thing sort of like started happening. Don't get me started and, on that. You know, fish. 
And uh, yeah, yeah, Rory's not uh, not really a big fish fan. No, no, don't don't misrepresent. Really quick for everyone out there, I swear to you, there's a I, oh, something about the farm or the barn. One of the fish, <laughs> it's like a live disc and DVD, Blu-ray, and they they perform "Roses Are Free" on the video in the in the video, and they know nowhere in the booklet or in the credits of the video do they actually say like that's a Ween song. And I actually had friends who thought "Roses Are Free" is a fish song, and so oh, I'm sure I'm just I'm sure saying, there are tons. Tread lightly. <laughs> I'm sure there are tons of of people who who are are big fish heads that still to this day do not know that that's not a, a song that they did. You know, people that just don't pay attention to that kind of thing. Um, you know what I mean? Probably still think that that's a fish song. I had once had a friend listening to Ween, and when they started Roses Are Free, the friend commented, oh, they're covering fish. Oh, don't do it. <laughs> so so anyway. That's a that's an excellent call, because, yeah, when you look at, at Brown Bass, that's, that says six. It's only the sixth time, six or seven time that they played that live. So that's crazy. That 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 is definitely one that they didn't really play live until like this era. You know what I mean? And it's like it's a chocolate and cheese song, which you know came out in '94. So that's a that's an excellent uh, uh, point to bring up there. There's some other really cool shit in this show though. Like we talked about Powder Blue, which is uh, from the country album, and they they play that with the megaphone, like the megaphone vocals, like they do with like Frank or a couple of the other tunes on like a regular basis. But that is something that, and there again, total times played up until then, six. You know what I mean? Six. So, like, that's really cool. Yeah, and, and so it was one of the earliest times it was played. Uh, and, and it's also not a song that gets played a lot total anyway. So it's a pretty rare tune. It's funny because afterward, Diener comments, it doesn't sound right. And he's talking about the country band. He's like, oh, it just doesn't sound right without the country. You know, so it's interesting because that song before that's mostly just played during the country tour. Well, and if, yeah, and if you go, if you're looking at Brown Bass, it will tell you the last time, the date of, of the last time that was played. And it was 10-5 of 96. So basically, like, that's the beginning of the country tour. So really, they must not have played that, you know, a whole lot through the whole country tour anyway if it was from 10-5 well they didn't play it at the country tour show we went to well right exactly so i mean that's you know you're talking it, it wasn't until after 10-5 that the majority of the the country tour happened so powder blue must have been one that was just sort of left off um the map for the most part on that uh, on that tour so that's a really cool one to have have played this show what else you got marble tulip 2c tree that's a pretty rare, rare tune to hear live. I thought that was pretty awesome. Yep. Don't Get Too Close to My Fantasy is one of those ones ever since watching It's Just Pat. You know, it's like, that's one of my, like, it's just like, I love it when they play it live. I just, I just, it's one of my favorites live. Uh, afterward, Diener commented, he was like, that's the first time we ever played that in tune. And, and then he goes on to proclaim <laughs> that it was the first time we ever played that, which isn't true, but it may have been the first time they ever played it in tune. Because, you know, at the end of the song where they kind of all are like, you know, like, you know, sort of singing and it's all weird and crazy. Yeah, that I, I love I love that one. Uh, Hot for Teacher. It's a, around the 20th time that was played. Of course, that's classic yep. Claude singing. So that's always great. 
I wanted to also throw in that um, on Brown Base, and I have maybe I'll go on the help page on Brown Base. I don't know how you can correct things on Brown Base, but they actually miss that uh, "You Fucked Up" is the last song of the regular set. Uh, it's not listed on there, and also uh, just a heads up on YouTube. Uh, the Bugnish Bachwinkle. Bachwinkle. The um, that you fucked up was also not listed on there either, but uh, it's definitely there because they definitely say you fucked up many times, and it's the song. Uh, but but it's it's <laughs> but it's funny because <laughs> their way of saying like good night, like for the regular set, is uh, Gina. I believe it's Gina. Goes, uh, you know, he's like, thank you. It was a pleasure servicing you. <laughs> which is just ridiculous and, and you know and then it's like suddenly quiet you know it's and, and like the recording kind of like takes a pause because they all get off stage and everything right. and then it's like you know fast forward to the uh to the encore and and so the encore to me that really you know as far as the the parts of the show that you know at the beginning i kind of said look if you just listen to the last 45 minutes you know as a hardcore fan that's totally worth it because this the end of the show is this crazy improvisation into North Pappy Flappy into LMLYP. And first off, Shane, when you, a couple of days ago, when we were kind of getting ready, getting reviewing for this podcast, you, you mentioned North Pappy Flappy. And I kind of like, I hadn't yet looked at the set list and I'm just thinking like, what the hell is that? Like what's North Pappy Flappy? <laughs> and, and of course this is the, this show is the first time ever that it was played live. And it's also only played live like less than 10 times. I can't help but think that that had something to do with us being Canada, you know, the great white North. So North Pappy Flappy, uh, throwing that out there. But, uh, but that was just kind of really ridiculous. You know, North Pappy Flappy starts out with, they're using like the talk box and he's kind of like North Pappy Flappy, like a robot. He's like talking like he's a robot. (laughs) And then they just start talking about Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah, so the improvisation is really like the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar jam is kind of like what I would label it as. <laughs> it's funny because they start by saying North Happy Flappy like a robot, and then they start just going into Kareem Abdul-Jabbar talking, just like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and all that. But then they get, and then they kind of go back into the North Happy Flappy part. But it's a pretty obvious segue into LMLYP. When you're listening to it, it's like, wow, this is obviously yeah. very funkadelic. Uh, and so it basically yeah. leads right into LMLYP. And it's it's roughly 40 minutes, I, I want to say about 40 minutes total from the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar to the end of the album LIP. It's just like one insanely long jam, basically. Yeah, totally. And they're all taking yeah. turns, like doing solos. LMLYP in particular uh, ends with just a lot of just amazing Claude solos. And at the very end, he's even like just banging away, I think, the bongos or something. And it's just like... It's 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 a really great uh, ending to the show. Yeah, totally. As far as North Peppy Flappy goes, I mean, it smells like poop and it sure looks crappy. That's all I really have to say about it. I I think that might have I I don't that's not on Godween Satan though, is it? I North Peppy Flappy. I don't think it is. I don't believe so. I'm not sure what that's from. I think I had I had a a, a tape that someone had made. Um, back in those days, like, you know, you still had the cassette tapes that you would get like in the mail and stuff. And someone had made me a tape of like demos and B-sides and stuff, um, which, you know, any Ween fan knows there's like thousands of them. You know what I mean? You you can, you can really go down a rabbit hole when it comes to like Ween, you know, B-sides. But I think that was on there. 
So I, I do sort of remember it as like being a quote unquote song, you know, before this show happened, but, but barely, you know what I mean? Barely. I don't remember. I may have known about it at that point. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because when you, when you click on the song itself on Brown Base, it will say live debut, seven twenty five nineteen ninety nine in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Yeah. So that's that's cool. I mean, it's just a little like it's just a little thing that they like, you know, sort of threw in there. And it's uh, technically, again, when you look at Brown Bass, it's only been played one, two, three, four, four other times after that Um, (laughs) between ninety nine two, one other show in ninety nine, two other shows in in 2000. And then it must have been when they came back uh, in uh, 2016 um denver colorado (laughs) so it's like just some ridiculous so you know that's amazing because it it kind of is a badge of honor uh to be at a show you know first off for to be at a show where a song is played for the first time ever is pretty cool and this is the first time that's happened for us i'm interested as we continue through more podcasts it'll be interesting to see if (laughs) what other songs that might happen to I think when, yeah, I think when, uh, when you get to some of like the Quebec, uh, stuff, I think I was at a couple of shows where they played a good chunk of the Quebec stuff for the first time, but we'll get to that. We'll, we'll get to that in, in, you know, in the future. <laughs> in due time. That's, 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 we got a few shows between now and then. In, exactly. In due time, in due time. Um, but yeah, North Pappy Floppies, it's a real simple little, you know, I, I dare to to call it stupid but you know it just kind of like a you know it's just it's amazing it's it's brown and it just ends up being a, totally a huge intro into lmyp that's just fun yeah, and, right. and irreverent and it's total ween but it's amazing and it's only played live five times ever so so um that's not a lot of people who can say they went to see that live i guess yeah totally man a couple of uh a couple of things that happen um during the show that i had remembered and, and made a couple of notes about so those dudes who we had gotten to talk to a little bit who were up front with us for the majority of the show it was they i mean they straight up just came out and told us it was their first ween show and um i remember those guys were were being pretty rowdy and trying to like uh i mean not rowdy in a bad way but they were definitely like you know having fun and like going crazy and stuff there was definitely some mosh pit stuff going on during the during the punk rock songs yeah, there was some mosh, mosh pit stuff going on, but like those dudes had, uh, they had come for like a good time, you know what I mean? And they had brought with them a couple of signs that they had made where the, uh, there was two pieces to it and the one side said Gene and the other side said Dean. And then you flipped them over and the one side, the one piece said doctor and the other side said rock. So they were holding up, you know, like two of these guys were like holding up these throughout the show. And they must have had them flipped around. So when you're listening to the recording, Gina at one point is just like, what's going on here, Dr. Dean? <laughs> and then they like got their they got their shit together real quick and they're like, oh, I get it, Dr. Rock. Oh, yeah, okay, nice. You know, or something like that. And then uh, there's another point where one of those same dudes, and we're like right up front. So one of those same dudes, one of those same dudes held up his camera and it must have been like a regular like old school camera because this is before like the days of like digital cameras held up his camera and was like, Jeter, take my picture. And I don't know, I think Jeter might have been a little thrown off at first, and I don't know what he thought he was, like, handing him or whatever, but you can hear him go like, oh, no way, man. 
And then he realized, oh, he just wants me to take his camera and take his picture. <laughs> so then he, t- he picks it up and takes the dude's, he's holding, he's standing on stage holding this guy's camera and taking a picture of him in the crowd. Like just pointed the camera straight down at, at those dudes and, and took their picture and then handed him back the camera. And then you hear Diener go, oh, you're so good to the people. You're so good to the people. (laughs) (laughs) It's such benevolence. And I think, yeah, and I think there was an image that someone had had taken, someone had taken a picture of Giner taking that picture because I remember, (laughs) I remember there being one image of Giner holding a camera like up to his face, pointing it down into the crowd. I'll have to see if I can find that. But I mean, for the longest time, I remember that floating around in like the early days of like the, you know, the ween news groups and stuff <laughs> was a, was well, you know, pictures that were taken from, from that show. And that was one of them. There's a couple of other really cool quotes that I had, uh, that I had, had, had marked down at one point. I don't remember which, you know, where it is exactly in the, uh, it, it, during the show, but, uh, Jeter just says, we're going to be here for as long as it takes. <laughs> I like that a lot. And uh, what else? Oh, for back to base, and they say deep space. We're going to, we're going to go into deep space here. Yeah, 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 deep space here. For for yeah. Frank, Diener goes to the crowd. He's like, oh, this, is, this is an easy one. You know, this is an easy piece of shit. And then they play Frank. And then afterward, he, you know, they're sort of like, you know, winding it down and getting ready for the next one. And he's like, that's how we like to do it. Which is cla- which is great because Frank is such a Brown song. Oh, absolutely! That's one of my favorites. Yeah, you know, and you think you, and you think about also if you're Ween, you know, they haven't been to Canada all that many times before this. Certainly not as the five piece band, you know, and so it's certainly not the middle of their fan base, you know, like so so they're so it's funny because it's like oh we're gonna play Frank in that context. You think about a lot of the stuff that's being played, and it's kind of like pretty Brown. <laughs> and it's like it's great you know i guess you, you yeah. get that because it's like a paint the town brown show show so they're they're playing like a variety of stuff i think but um but i think it's just great when, when totally. you're hearing him say that and it's like yes frank is representative of ween <laughs> like like this is ween you know it's like you know don't forget these kind of songs when you when you're showing people what ween is don't forget frank yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to get some of that brown, you know, lo-fi sweetness in there yeah. as well, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I I remember, you know, we like I said, we were up front for, for the majority of the for show. most of the show. And then towards the end, we... For mo- yeah, the, most of the show. And then for maybe the last, like, half hour or so, we, we went uh, we went kind of back and, and used the... Uh, it was um, It was crowded up there. It was hot and sweaty, so... Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean I'm not I'm not saying we like bowed out or anything or we, you know we're we're a bunch of, of punk asses for you know for getting out of the crowd or anything but it's like eventually you just have to get out you know get some air and you know use the the, the men's room and and whatnot but I remember I think you had gone to the bathroom and and I was waiting for you or something and you like came back and you were like oh man there's a lot of like really fucked up people here yeah dude and i was like really and and then you were like you were like yeah i i just saw some dude like in the hallway on the way to the bathroom like shaking like just like uh like eyes closed like just like rocking back and forth and like shaking yeah dude like you know i it, it's a vague memory when you when you mentioned that i totally brought it back but like sweating and shaking you know like he was just like having like coming down off something, you know, or like dealing with a bad yeah, trip right. or something. Like who- and like, and there was just, and there was, that place, it was packed. 
it was hot and sweaty and there a lot of people came to get get uh crumped you know <laughs> like like <Yeah>. like people <laughs> you know that was that's one of my memories of it and at the time only being like what 19 years old or 20 years old 20 years old at the time we're still pretty young and uh and not like you know totally like you know I've never was exposed to that kind of crazy stuff before, you know, like even going to yeah. shows in Philly, I don't remember that much. I just remember the warehouse being gritty and just kind of intense back there. Like, yeah, man. like back by the bathrooms, it was like the weird quiet back where like all these, just a lot of people were just, you know, not, not looking too good, not looking too good. Yeah. Yeah, I I remember that was uh yeah that was one of the first times I was ever sort of like exposed to that kind of stuff, and it was just kind of like I don't know what those dudes are on or whatever, but you know I hope they're they're okay. Yeah, you know, it's like I'm not gonna try and talk to them or help them or <laughs> I wouldn't know what to do. If you're a parent, you should definitely chaperone your child, your uh, teenager, if they want to go to a weed show. <laughs> Just out there, the public oh, service man. announcement. Public service announcement. Yeah. Uh, if you're over the age of 18, then yeah. you're an adult and you can make your own choices. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it was a good show, though. I Because I never had the recording of it and because the recording is not good, it's not like I have a lot of memories of it in terms of like listening to it a lot or anything. And so we've been to a lot of shows. And so, you know, sometimes some of the shows, they, they start to blend together in my brain. And yeah. I, but what I would say is this show was way better than I remembered it. And it's, it's a shame that yeah. the recording is just not that good. You know, you can't do anything about that now. That was almost 20 years ago. It's a shame the recording's not that good. But it was actually a pretty good show. And actually had, um, you know, the, the North Pappy Flappy, Elmo IP, obviously, is a great highlight but also some of the other tunes, you know, Powder Blue and Marble yeah. Tulip Juicy Tree and, you know, just hearing them rock out, you know, a whole bunch of um, White Pepper songs almost a year before White Pepper came out. You know, it's like there, there's some good stuff going on here. There's some really good stuff. Yeah, there was some good shit in that show. And I agree with with everything that you said. I think it was it was a long time before I had actually gotten the bootlegs. I did get it like, like a, like, you know, the CDs of it that someone had made for me and, and, and sent to me. But I, I don't think it was until like maybe a couple years later. And by that time it was kind of like, Oh yeah, whatever. And I, I can tell that the, the, the show that's on YouTube that's been uploaded to YouTube is the same as like the bootlegs that I have. And it's, it's, it's a shame that there isn't a higher quality version of it out there. Maybe there is, maybe someone has a better quality version of this show. We'd love to, to hear it. Um, so please, you know, can I also just throw out there too? I mean, I don't want to be raining too hard on someone, you know, like every podcast we put out there hasn't been the best quality. And you know what? Someone was out there, you know, 19 years ago, trying to do what they feel is right. Trying to get a recording of this ween in Toronto this crazy band let's get a recording of it you know and they did the best they could oh yeah and it wasn't it was it the best oh, recording yeah, no yeah and could they oh, have done God. you know I mean, sure I... but you know what thank you whoever made that recording yeah thank right you because because of you i got to listen to the show again and remember how good it was and you know sort of and all the things that that, that surround that and so you know that's what these podcasts are all about it's this journey you know yeah good Good call. I mean, good call. I don't. I don't mean to dog on anybody that, you know, that 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 you know makes the recordings or anything like that. I respect and admire, you know, everybody 
who who makes you know the 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 audio recordings and i mean you know it's like i said in one of our our earlier episodes that's doing god's work you know that is that's hooking up you know your you know your your fellow fans and you know your you know your community you know what i mean and it's because of those people that we get to go back and listen to this stuff at all you know so we don't we don't mean to dog on anybody that you know made that recording and you you know you're absolutely right so yeah there's definitely some some cool shit for this show and it's just it's a shame that there isn't a better recording of it out there like there is with some of the other shows. That's all. That's all we're, you know, that's all we're saying. But I'm still thankful that, uh, you know, I'm sure we'll come across a show that we don't have a recording to refer back to. Right. Or, or maybe we won't, but I'm guessing we will. And so I'm just glad that we had this. Um, but yeah, dude, I, you know, that's, that's kind of my final word on it. You know, some, some great moments, yeah. some great stuff going on. This is like a time period for Ween where, the five-piece band is just really humming on all cylinders. Absolutely. Um, you know, White Pepper's Absolutely. still in the future, but they're laying down. They're getting used to work playing. They're, like, really heading into just a multiple-year period, I think, where they were just really on top of their game. Um, and so it's definitely, it's definitely something to behold. It's, it's a little bit of an earlier time period, obviously, and so it's kind of like you, know, you don't have Quebec – you don't have those things. So it's like, it's kind of, it, it's got an earlier focus, you know? And so, so it's got a lot to recommend. it. I want to throw in one other quick memory. We had gone after we had gotten out of the, the front and had gone, you know, back to the back, we went and got t-shirts. At least I got a shirt, which was the, um, the, the front just says, you know, painting the town Brown ween summer 99 tour. It's made to look like the front of the painting the town Brown uh, album. And on the back, it has the tour dates, Ween Summer 99 Tour. And all the way at the bottom, on the, the, the last, you know, supposed stop, it just says Brownsville, PA. And I remember, you know, we were looking at the shirts and you asking the guy who was like selling the t-shirts, where is Brownsville? Where is Brownsville, PA? And the guy was like, it's a joke. <laughs> and it was like, oh. Because, of course, in our mind, we're just like, oh, we're going to go to that, too. You know, it's like, if it's in PA, we're, we're there. Well, I, I, it might have been also, I never heard of it, like, being from Pennsylvania. Right. You know, and then there's like, wait a minute, where's Brownsville, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you would remember that, but I remember it. No, that's funny. I remember That's hilarious. It. <laughs> yeah. And you didn't, I don't think you got one of those shirts, but I did. I still have mine. No, I didn't. I didn't. Just um, like, I didn't get a shirt. Yeah, it's just like... It's just like the beige shirt that's made to look like the front of the Paint the Town Brown double album. Yeah. So it's a it's a it's a cool shirt. It's a little on the plain side, but it's still a cool shirt. I, I have a lot of regrets around Ween shirts and not getting them or losing them. <laughs> I did a lot of buying them and then wearing them here and there and and trying to quote unquote take care of them. A lot of that was because I was too fat to fit in a lot of them. And just like putting them in the bottom of my drawer and just like, oh yeah, maybe one day when I lose 10 pounds, I'll be able to fit in that again. You know, the wishful thinking drawer. So yeah. So I have a lot of shirts that I only wore like a handful of times and just, you know, held on to throughout the year. Yeah. That's funny. But I do, I do remember asking the guy about Brownsville PA. That was a, that was a good memory. Yeah. But yeah, man, that was, 
And that was it. And we made it home in one piece. You know, we the, the bottom line is we got up there. We had a good time. At least you and I did because we got to go into the show. <laughs> yeah, we and went we to got the show. Home and, and, and made it home in one piece. Yeah, man. Another trip to Toronto in the bag. And, and it was fantastic. It was a great show. Um, this was the yeah. second time that year that we saw Ween. And we'll go back to see him two more times. So it's interesting. This tour, this Paint of Town per Hound tour... The next—I don't know if it'll, it won't be the next show that we actually talk about, but the next show in our chronology is um, Electric Factory, August twenty-eighth, and then we also see them on a—I um, guess it's some kind of fall tour, winter tour, or something at the Tralfamador in Buffalo, November. So this is yeah, that was like the fall tour. Then. Yeah, and so so that year we had three different kinds of tours that we ended up going to see them, and. It's also interesting when you think about where we are as fans, too. So from the point of going to see them January 1st to this show, we obviously made a decision when we saw that they were coming back out again. And we saw Toronto. and We were like, dude, we just were there. It rocked. Let's go back again. You know, let's do this again. Let's go see Ween there. When we made that decision to say, we're going to drive like this six, eight hours drive all the way up to Toronto. We, we made a step. And said, we are going the distance. We are taking this to the next step, right? Like, like we're not just going to yeah. be content to go see them in our local clubs in Philly every time they come to Philly. Like, we made a decision. Yep. We are going to start seeing them, like, whenever they're sort of anywhere in, like, the general, like, mid-Atlantic vicinity. You know? Like, like we made a decision that we are going to start pushing the envelope as far as how far we'll go to see them. And, uh, and the lengths that we'll go to see them. And so I love that. It's like us just laying it out and saying, like, we are c- committed to this. Because at this point, this is still only your fourth show, my third show. Uh, obviously, now we're up closer to 40. And so it's a totally different view, right? But it's like, this is when we made mm-hmm. that decision. This is when we decided to go in the yeah. deep end. And, you know, and it's awesome. Yeah. You know, there's some shows that we traveled further to go see, you know, later on. But this is one of the longest trips. And to, to leave the country for just a couple nights to go see the band you love. Um, I think that says a lot about who we were at the time and who we wanted to be as Ween fans. So that's awesome. And so this show really does have a lot of, holds a special place in my memory because of that. Yeah, and I think we, you know, we were starting to get a sense of you go see these guys and you know it's going to be good and you know it's going to be different and you know you're going to have fun like each time yes. no matter what yes you know so so by this time we're, we're we're getting a real sense of that and it's like the more we go the more cool shit we're gonna we're gonna hear and the you know the more fun we're gonna have basically and that's that you know what i mean yeah dude and so so yeah we're definitely making a decision to go to more shows and you know if we can make it we're gonna we're gonna try to make it yeah know? dude uh speaking of more shows our next podcast will most likely be for the upcoming Pittsburgh show because uh, I will be attending my wife and I will be attending that show with our uh, with my brother-in-law up in Pittsburgh so nice that's gonna be awesome it's at the AE stand or AE um, club Um, I mean shoot I don't have that detail and that's uh, July 27th I believe and yeah so the hope is we'll put out a podcast the couple days after that probably um, to talk about that show, it's exciting. Absolutely. It's exciting that Absolutely. that they're 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 back together and that they're doing these little mini tours. Um, and so that's uh, for me right now. That was uh, the closest one that I could get to. So 
So yeah, I'm excited about that. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. Yeah. So hit us up. It's weencastpodcast at gmail.com. And also on Twitter is the same thing, at weencastpodcast. We had mentioned at the beginning, you know, hopefully from here on out, we're going to have everything on iTunes and also YouTube. Oh, and also archive.org. So we're going to have every, every, all the shows will be uploaded to archive.org. All the, the, the past episodes are uploaded to archive.org now. So uh, if that, you know, works for anybody uh, better than iTunes for whatever reason, hey, that's awesome. So if anybody wants to say anything, if anybody wants to send us any email, we love hearing the comments. We love, love, love hearing, you know, the feedback. So hit us up. Yeah, man. If anyone's was at that Toronto show and you have you want to throw something in that maybe we missed or more insight or just whatever, um, or you're at the Paint the Town Brown tour, you know, like comment, but you put a comment on YouTube, email yeah. us, uh, Twitter, wherever. Um, you know, we love to hear the comments and and get other people's perspectives as well. If if you were one of the kids that we were hanging out with in the at the front of the warehouse who had brought along your CD and were holding up the, the Jeaner and Diener signs and the Dr. Rock signs, dude, please send me something. <laughs> yes. And, and if you were the guy, I'd love to hear from those dudes. And if you were the guy sweating and shaking in the bathroom, I hope you're okay, man. I hope, yeah. I hope you made it out. Yeah, God bless that. I guy. hope you made it out. Yeah. I hope you made it out. But, um, <laughs> yeah, man, I, I think, I, I think that sounds like a wrap here, bro. All right, sounds good. Awesome. Well, thank you. Anybody that's listening to this, thank you so much for yeah, listening. Yeah, thanks, everyone, and, and uh, hope you us. enjoyed, and um, peace be with you. We out.